Don't stress out, but you don't get paid if you don't sew. That's right. Welcome to Love in Brief, a brief ABDL advice podcast focused on tissues of love. Did you say did you say tissues of love? Issues. Now you now you said tissues. I did? Tissues of love? Issues of love. The heart. The vagina. Oh. These are the tissues of love. Well, I didn't mean to make a mistake, but... But it's okay. It's okay. It's really early in the podcast. You mean you can make mistakes early in your podcast? You can you can make as many mistakes early in your podcast as you want, as long as you learn from them, and then you grow, and then you develop. Oh. God, that works out well. Why? Because today's episode is about making early mistakes. <gasps> Did you plan that? No. That Stop a, it with that, with that the a, planning. Was that a bit? Was that a bit? Yeah, it was a little bit of a bit. So, hey, I'm Resident Yes. <laughs> I'm not Taken. And today on Love and Brief, our discussion is about what it's like to make mistakes early or maybe even middle or maybe even late in your journey with the community and how you figure out what is okay and what is not okay for you as you discover all of the wonderful things that this community has to offer. I am so, so excited about this podcast. Me too. Truly. But look, you I feel like you came in someone who'd thought who'd who'd figured out like what what was your angle? What were you going for? No, I was flawless. I messed up nothing. It was absolutely perfect (laughs) from day one. Look, look, look. Look, look. All I'm saying is the rest of us mortals have uh, I feel bad for you guys, but yeah. We learned to walk on Mm -hmm. the very uneven ground that is kink. And Mm -hmm. we made so many errors. And some of them (laughs) were more dangerous than others. And I cannot wait to hear about others because I feel like a lot of times I feel like it's just me. Like, I ran at it head first with my eyes closed, and I that was stupid. I get that. I get that. Well, thank God we invited some others. Yeah. <gasps> Can we you talk to our friends? You are not the only one. Yes. I so want to. L- let's uh, introduce them. The first one is Arella Bell. Um, and I'm going to ask you, Arella Bell, what is going on with your love right now? Like my, lo- like my love life? Or yeah. Just no, any- just your love. What do you love right now? Whole milk has always been a love of my life. Well, it should be. It's amazing with cereal. As well, it should. It really is. People think that 2% is healthier, and it's not. Right? And it doesn't taste as good, right? No, it doesn't. It's like water. I think people (laughs) who drink skim milk are sinners. Okay, that's a broad uh, generalization, but okay. We can welcome it here on this podcast. Hey, at Church of Milk, there are no wrong things. (laughs) And they all, like, if you drink hot cocoa with water, Uh why would you talk to me? Right, they have no business with you, (laughs) if that's what they do. Okay, fair, fair. I totally accept that, A love of whole milk is something we should add to our beginning. Love for self, love for others, love love for for whole milk. milk. Did we even do that? No, we should totally add it. Love for whole milk? Sure. Love love for puppers. (laughs) (laughs) DWP, how about you? What's going on with your love these days? Uh, I have so much love. I have a lot of love. uh, Well, for one, for the ABDL community um, and my ABDL family uh, who have always stuck behind me. Of course, for my partner um, who has always stuck behind me as well. And my two amazing doggos. Much love for them. Oh, my gosh. Will you tell us us their names, please? Yeah, it's uh, Yogi, Yogi oh, yeah. like Yogi Bear, yeah. and Chuva. Oh, Yogi yeah. and Chuva. Chuva, Chuva in Russian is uh, 
Dude, because he's a cool dude. Oh, dude. Oh, my gosh. I love names like that. They have, like, a secret meaning that only you oh, and Chuba yeah. know. I love that. Yeah. Whole oh, exactly. milk and dude. Whole milk and dude. <laughs> whole milk and dude. <laughs> the strange the adventures of whole milk and drama. dude. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. awesome. It's, so, it's so a new lethal weapon. This discussion is about early mistakes. And the reality is, I think, that most of us probably made some mistakes early on. When we were getting into the community, I know I did. My first handle was a mistake. <laughs> I know right? your first handle. Shut up. Do you want to just say it out loud? Because Shut up, you and like, your face. Do you know what I think it would do? I think it would it would start us off with an air of openness, understanding, um, uh, empathy. Like, yeah, you've been there. Yeah. What were the numbers? I don't. I would out you, but I don't okay. know the numbers. My first handle. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out, bad idea. I mean, not your best. Not my best. But that's okay. Yeah. Because that's the point of today's podcast. And can I say, kudos to our two friends today, because it takes a big person to say, I mean, all of us jumped in the deep end, we couldn't swim, and we all had to be rescued. Right. It takes a good a good person to say, hey, yeah, I was one of those people, can I tell you what it was like? Right. Like, to be humble and cool and, hey, guys, I'm so glad you're here. Totally. So let's introduce our guests. Um, let's start with uh, DWP. Can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your life in the community? Um, yeah, sure. Um, so I'm, I'm Diapered Wolf Pup. Uh, I've been running a Tumblr for years now, um, which actually uh, was a great outlet for me during a lot of my, uh, my uh-ohs, uh, in life. Um, so I, I have always considered myself an ABDL, um, just a little short story there. And, uh, you know, I'm one of those people where I, I would go as far as to say I was born this way, you know, it was just kind of wired in. Um, and it's not something I ever really pushed away, um, or had many of those those purges or anything like that uh, actually funny i remember being like maybe five years old and uh i was making the bed with my mom and uh i looked up at her and i just said oh, diapers are so comfy you know mom and, and she just looks at me she goes oh, maybe something you don't want to tell you people. are not wrong i'm just saying <laughs> oh, you're not wrong precious you were so little oh that's so cute you're just I, telling I, it I, like it was with no mom, filter super comfy what no, no. They they were. I mean, like I had no shame at all, and that continued throughout my whole childhood, my teenage years, and everything. And actually, it got to a point to where um, I was maybe fourteen, fifteen years old. I got my first job doing a soundboard at a church, and I was making like fifty bucks a week. But I started to order diapers online. And uh, they would arrive in these boxes and then I'd, you know, try to be home, grab those boxes and bring them back to my room. And it got to a point where I got so stressed out about it that I sat down with my parents and I told them exactly what was going on. Wow. It's like, well, this is what it, this is what it is. Wow. Like, don't need to worry about it. This is just, it makes me happy, you know, and would I, you, I gave in them retrospect, a, would you say that was a mistake or that was a good move? For you. I think it was a I think it was a good move. Okay. But that's because I was I was fortunate enough to have probably one of the best outcomes. Um, okay. my, my parents were always very loving, very accepting. Okay. My mom's response actually was if that's what makes you happy, then you have to do it. Wow. Um, okay, so I was go, gonna mom. say 
I was going to say, yeah. what a yeah. very mature move for a 14 to 15-year-old. Yeah. But also, I think it might be, it sounds like that was the kind of air that was fostered in your home. And yeah. heck yeah, that's Super very, cool. very, very well, cool. Exactly. We were a very open family. And, and from then, then on, you know, I'd order my diapers and they just grabbed the box when it came to the door and placed it on my bed. That was well, just how it went. Shit. And um, family goals. Hashtag no. family I know. Arella, can I no. say this maybe didn't go the same way for you? Is that right? I was disowned. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're going to come back to that story. I was just saying there may be a contrast between experiences here. Very much so. Yes. Accepted versus disowned. But DWP, that does not make your experience any less valid. The point is your parents said, okay, we'll make this work. And then what happened from there? Exactly. Um, well, you know, I just, I kind of got to live my, my ABDL life. I, you know, I wasn't afraid to wear my diapers underneath my pants. They knew, I knew. Um, and, and it actually went on to a, my close circle of friends as well. I don't, I think it was over a game of a, a, a game called circle of truth that we used to play. And it was, you can ask anybody, anything you want, you have to answer, but whatever gets said never leaves the circle. Um, Wow. Which was kind of like truth or dare, but it was just truth. Yeah, it was a, a very trust-based yeah. game. Yeah, you that's know, an it was something you game. only play with your close friends. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if it never leaves the circle, yeah. it's great if it never <laughs> leaves the circle. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, and I was, I was fortunate enough, and I knew my friends very well. I mean, these were my, you know, friends from a very young age. And uh, I, the only bad response, and I wouldn't say it was bad. I had one friend say, "There's some things I don't want to know about my friends." And, and that's valid, you know, sure. but everybody else was like, cool. Yeah. You know, that's what makes me happy. You do makes you happy that, you know, you oh, do very you. Cool. Yeah. Um, and so it, it gave me even more confidence on my ABDL side. Um, and I just remained a very open person about it. From my, my perspective of it was if, if someone doesn't like it or they can't just get over the fact that's what I do in my own time or like, that's how I want to live my life. It's not that they're, a bad friend or a bad person, but I'm not going to stop being me. Wow. Um, and so it's as a friend, you know, I just kind of hope that you'll be there for me no matter how I live my life, what I wear beneath my pants, you know, it doesn't matter. Admirable. I mean, to, to say like, look, here's my thing. If you don't like it, that's fine, but it's real and it's probably going to stick around. So let me know if it's a problem. And it sounds right. like most of your friends said, no, it's cool. Yeah, exactly. Again, I was, I was very lucky. And, um, yeah. you know, by the time I turned 18, I had gotten to a point where I had this, this fantasy in my head. Um, I was one of those people. I wanted to be someone's baby uh, in, in just the absolute worst way. Sure. Um, and, and, my, and my partner hates it when I say things like in the worst way. <laughs> but um, this, this would probably be the, the best version of it where I was willing to do anything to get that. Yeah. Um, and, and that meant I went online. You know, I talked to uh, a lot of daddies, people I didn't know um, very well. And all we talked about was the AB stuff, like, what will you do do to me? How will you baby me? Okay. Well, how yeah. do you want to be baby? This is what I want. Well, I can do that for you. That's yeah. fine. That's exactly what I want. Right. Okay. Sounds good. And it just, you know, happened to be a daddy popped up in my life that I talked to for like a month and I was on an airplane. I was going to say, I'm very familiar with that 
Yeah. With that feeling You've of been like, there, huh? yeah, it's the feeling of, oh my gosh, I'm finally free to do this. Yep. How can I get it as fast as possible? Because I feel like this many years of wanting it yep. means I get it now because I've been so patient. Yeah. I've been waiting. Um, but I get the sense yeah. that that was sort of brought on not only by a desire to be found in the way that you are, but also by um, what amounted to a lot of support and understanding from your friends and your family. Mm. And I'm curious, um, Arella Bell, if you don't mind um, weighing in, what is the difference in your experience? And did you end up at the same place as um, Pup did, but without all of the support? Because I think that might be part of your story. Yeah. Um, well... I, my, so I, just like you pup was like born and raised to love diapers. Like I was just always into it. Couldn't get me away from it, but I was never caught, never caught until, I mean, I guess I was, but my family definitely doesn't remember it. So I'm going to count it as I was never caught. Um, but when I was caught, it was from, I guess my dad found my Twitter, but none of my parents have social media. So I don't know how they found it, but they found, they found it. And then that's how they found my porn. Wow. So He's yeah, Googling I was at my mother's him. house. I don't know what was going on, but somebody in that family is into diapers and it is genetic. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's definitely because I was like, ain't no way. <laughs> ain't no. And if a friend told you about it, you better look into that because your friend is watching my porn and ain't I don't know if truth. you wanna, right. Hey, I, I know, know, I know your friend. She seems to be into something. Oh, that's weird. How do you know? Uh. He did not question it. And I later found out that it was my, I just found this out like less than two weeks ago from my sister that it was my godfather who sold him. Ooh. Yep. Ooh. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. like been my childhood idol. And I'm like, yeah. oh God. <laughs> now what? I yeah. literally read an entire book an ABDL book with this as the premise. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> was it on Wattpad? No, it was a real one. I mean, like it was on Audible and Amazon. Uh, like I really bought it. No, okay. I love those journeys when you buy the Amazon books and they're so bad. And you're like, I you don't can't understand. Help but masturbate. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad you can't help but masturbate. <laughs> yeah, I Arella, love it. You, I feel like you, you have already named my diary and it feels weird, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> This is so bad you can't help but you masturbate. Can't, this is so bad you can't help but masturbate. So, so all of a sudden you find this weird family connection, right? Like your your godfather. When they found out, I was with my mother, and my aunt and my grandma was there, and she decided to put me on blast right in front of them. So I'm like, I come inside after skateboarding on like our we have this U driveway that goes behind the house around, so I can like skateboard and do crazy shit on it, and. I come inside and like, I'm wearing this doctor outfit and I'm like, yo, I'm a motherfucking doctor. Let me diagnose you. Right. Um, my mom's a nurse. So I just wear, I, I like to play imagination age play. Cause that's fun. um, Yeah. yeah. So I go inside and she's, she's like, because you're wearing that outfit, I want to ask you something. I was like, okay. And she's like, She's like brings, I don't really remember it to a T, but she brings up information and then she's like, do you want to tell your aunt about this? And I was like, okay, this is getting oddly specific. And then she's like, 
I know you do this thing. And then she's like, do you want to tell her about the diapers? And I'm like, oh, oh. in front of family members, in front of my aunt and my grandma. And these are Jamaican religious people. And my aunt is like, I do not love your sister because she is gay. And now you're just going to air out my dirty laundry. Oh, no. This is like, exactly. Wait, so So, can I, just for a moment. Aurelia, yeah, can yeah, I pause? Yeah, yeah. Because we're it. about to talk about mistakes, which are intentional actions that led to unintentional results, right? Yeah. But just to pause with this moment, like I want to acknowledge, like this was not an intentional action. This yeah. is not. This just sucked. Oh, no, it oh, was yeah. someone's intentional action, Some, but not but, yours. But not you. And, and I know. I just want to pause with that because I don't, I don't want our listeners to think, oh, well, okay, every action you made after this is why you got outed. But, like, no, you just got outed, and that sucks. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's by no means your fault. It sounds like you were living your life, doing your thing in right. your room and on your Twitter. And... Um, People dug in too deep and then made it public, and that's right. that's awful. I'm very very sorry. Yeah, and are you okay? I'm, that was really hard. Um, I'm fine. Initially, it hurt. Like, so I fled the scene when she bought that up. I fled the scene, called my sister, said you need to bring me up to the city, and then I stay at my two vanilla friends' house. Um, amazing people. They took the first ABDL photos for me. True fact. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, but. Um, fled the scene and initially I was broken, bought tears, but then the next day I was fine. I was like, you guys want to get like Chipotle or something? And they were like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, it was fine. I'm actually really, so I've, I've been excited about this, but I'm more excited now that I've heard a little bit of the story because not only have you and pup had different experiences, but it has almost been the polar opposite. Right. I mean, we had one group one- that was like, yay, we're behind you. And one group that was like, you're out. Well, not only that, there was one person who said, I trust you guys because I know who you are. And they said, we know who you are too. You're fine. And there was one person who said, I know who I am, but I don't trust that you're going to be accepting of me. And they Mm -hmm. said, we're going to dig and find out, even though you don't want us Mm -hmm. to know. It is almost, it is, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear this because in the end, no matter what your beginning was, we have all made crazy mistakes. Oh, yeah. Like, you could make a Lots mistake if you were outed. You can make a mistake accepting family. It doesn't matter. It's it's. I'm very excited for both of you right. to be with us today and talk to us. DWP, if you could give us a little bit of a timeline as to where maybe some of the things that you would caution our listeners against. Where did they start? What happened? And what would you caution them against? Because we all made mistakes, but you were brave enough to come on this podcast and talk about them. Sure. Um, yeah. So again, it, kind of where I, where I left off there when I was 18, uh, you know, I was finally able to leave the house. I, I graduated high school and, um, you know, my, my grandmother gave me a thousand bucks, you know, for graduation. And I, took it and ran and not that I had to run or anything, but I was, I was ready to go live out this fantasy, um, no matter what it took. And so I ended up on this airplane after a month of talking to this guy, uh, from South Carolina all the way to Oregon. And, um, you know, it, it just like anybody would imagine I, I I would guess or anybody at my age or anything like that. It's it's not a good idea to to jump across the country, you know, uh, without 
getting to know somebody or at least doing some video chats and maybe a, a airplane ride to go visit or whatever. But, um, that's weird. I, cause I, then, I totally did it with yeah. RNT <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it was and, a terrible idea, but here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then, as anybody would probably expect it, it was not anything that was, uh, what was discussed over that, that period of month. Um, the, the daddy quote unquote daddy that I, I lived with was, uh, not, not doing very well in his life. I, I had found out after I arrived that he, uh, was in prison, not shortly before I, I arrived. Um, mm. and, and not that that makes him a bad person, sure. but he, you know, he was, just coming back into life. Um, so you, you, you and, didn't know that beforehand you arrived into the house no, of somebody who had just been released and, from prison and it, yeah. that, that doesn't make them bad, but you didn't know that. Yeah, that was, you know, I think one of my big mistakes, um, and not that it was a bad one is I was a very trusting hmm. person yeah. and I, and I still am, but I'm probably a bit more cautious now. Hmm. I believed in the, in the best of everybody. Hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, and I didn't think anybody was going to do any harm, no foul or anything like that. And we're all part of this community. And, um, he said he wants a baby and I want a daddy. So this is going to be great. And yeah. upon arrival, that's when the real conversation started. Right. And, and you really start to get to know this person. They get to know you. And, uh, it just, it wasn't a, a, a very good situation. Um, yeah. at one point, uh, you know, I, had, I had had enough because, nothing that was discussed was turning out. And, um, I felt very, um, helpless is, is a really good word for it. You know, my family come from humble upcomings. We didn't have much and they had, there was nothing they could do to help me. So um, you were kind of so stuck. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was completely on my own. And, um, you know, I went through, a uh, a very, uh, tough situation where I couldn't get out. And, um, actually I, I, turn to to self-harm i it, it really messed messed me up a little bit and uh i ended up getting kicked out of that house um because i didn't you know say yes to things and um i ended up being homeless or, or kind of borderline homeless you know i walked down all the streets you know in the middle of winter with my suitcases and found a cheap motel i had very limited money and, um, I was there for, I had enough for three nights. And on the second night I, uh, was back online talking to daddies mm. and, uh, there was one daddy who messaged me and he was asking, okay, what's up? You know, tell me, tell me your situation. Tell me your story. And I told him, he said, I'm going to call you, uh, in a couple minutes, answer the phone. And so uh, for some reason I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to give this a shot. I'll do it. And I answered the phone. And one of the first things he said to me was, this is either going to be the best day of your life or it's going to be another day you fuck up. Mm. And um, we talked for, I want to say, good 45 minutes to an hour. And he said, listen, so, I, you know, I'm a daddy of this family. We have other, you know, babies in the family that have been through very similar situations. Uh, I know you don't know me. And uh, there is a house with one of the big bros that is willing to take you in. Would you be open to this? And, um, I said, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, uh, I ended up in a group chat with him and some of the other big bros, you know, explaining my situation, explaining what they expected of me upon arrival, which was, was fair. They wanted me to get a job. You know, sure. they wanted me to save money. They wanted me to get my life straight. 
And so um, I did. And the next day I was on a flight <laughs> to uh, Philadelphia and uh, ended up staying with these people in New Jersey. I had no idea who they were. I didn't even know what they looked like. I was standing outside of the airport and uh, a big bro came up to me and he said, hi, you know, I'm insert name here. Uh, let, you know, we're going to take you back to the house. And I uh, ended up being there for about, you know, I want to say six months until I made that same mistake again, where I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to be told what to do. You know, I was a naive kid and I knew what I wanted. Um, and so I left again and started that cycle right over where I was jumping to Maine to stay with a daddy who again lied, you know, told me he was way younger than what he was. And I, upon arrival and he was about 15 years older than that. And, uh, started to do things that night that made me very uncomfortable and uh, I told him he had to buy me a ticket out and the next day uh, he didn't have to but I, <laughs> I stood my ground uh, and luckily he did and then I ended up Olympia Washington which was probably my my biggest mistake and probably my big eye-opener of I really need to think about what I'm doing so I want I want to I want to get to that the time in Olympia but I just want to call out lessons it sounds like initially there was someone online who had said, here's what I am. Here's my story. I'm going to be really great to you. I'm going to be this amazing daddy. And you showed up in person all in and said, great, be the thing you promised to be online. And it turned out to right. be a fraud. It, it was, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's so hard to say, right? But this is why we're doing this podcast. In retrospect, what do you wish you would have asked, done, queried, uh, researched? Is there anything? And I will never blame the victim, right? Like, if you are a victim of somebody who has lied to you, abused you, hurt you, that is not your fault. Is there anything in retrospect that you wish somebody would have told you? I would have wanted somebody to tell me to to take my time. I guess it would be easier for me to speak uh, in the perspective as if I was telling somebody who was about to do the same thing I did. And, And that would be talk to them, you know, for several months. If you really want to meet them, then my suggestion would be save up your money. Make sure you have enough for your stay for when you get back home and uh, get a hotel room and don't make your trip about just that daddy. You know, maybe it's a new part of the country you haven't been to yet. Um, and make that your trip, take a vacation. And then during your stay, meet up with that daddy in a public place or mommy, you know, and, and, you know, do your thing, get to know each other, then retreat back to the hotel room or go do something else. So you're already picking some, some other vacation, some other, Quest, you have your own hotel room. I know it's hard financially, but it's like have a place to go if that mom right. or daddy or a is friend not in the area yeah. or whatever. Yeah. 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 And uh, just have a place to retreat to yeah. so that you're not stuck and dependent on a really tough situation uh, that is difficult to get out of. 
Can I ask, um, I know it's probably hard to embody a former self. I know I can't do it very well, but if you had to go back and sort of get into your head, what was the driving force behind this hurry? I have it and I can't answer that question. So I just wanted to know if you might be able to speak to what was making you hurry? What was making you be like today or never? Not three months from now. Yeah. Right now. Right now. Right now. Like that was me too, but I just don't know why. So, you know, I think a lot of it, as weird as it is to say, uh, I think a lot of it was, I knew I was young, you know, I knew I was young and I thought I was cute and, uh, I wanted to get in as a baby while it was still in my youth and young and, and cute and attractive. You are and, cute. Uh, That's objective. I, I, I think objective. I, <laughs> that's just real. But, but yes, I, well, I, I totally think that's understand. What was going through my mind so that, uh, you, you know, as we got older, I think the idea for me was to, to grow into a relationship with this mm-hmm. daddy. Um, and, and, you know, we could adapt as life moves on. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I think I always knew too, that, I wouldn't be a baby forever. I, I mm. knew I wanted to go in phases, right? Like I wanted to be a baby for a long while and then maybe a big bro one day and then maybe become kind of a daddy figure one day, mm. you know, just transition through, through the age. So <laughs> in, your, in your head, was it while I'm actually young, I must take advantage of this because later I won't have the opportunity I, or it yeah. won't be as genuine. Yeah. Um, Actually, yeah, that, that's that's spot on, and and I don't feel that way anymore. I did I did when I was younger, but I don't. And actually, you know, I've listened to your your past podcasts about uh, as you get older and uh, you know age inclusive in the community and everything, which which actually helped a lot with that. And listening to your your guests on those episodes, um, because I did I thought there would become a time where I I wouldn't I would age out. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I, I, I wouldn't be that, that cute little baby anymore. And, and, uh, you know, and I've struggled with that, you know, over the last few years or so, you know, and I knew it would come, but I, I didn't, I wanted to get in while I could, that was what of was course. going through my mind. And I can absolutely identify with your fear because I felt it too. My fear was, and you can tell me if this is different, but my fear was, if I don't find a partner when I'm cute and small, then that partner won't be able to see the cute and small side of me whenever I'm not cute and small anymore. So they'll, they need to have those memories to rely on so that I can still be a baby whenever I'm in my seventies or eighties. And they're like, but I remember, I mean, your heart is a baby. I I remember when you were like, exactly. No, I, I, I feel very similar in that. I'm curious. Have you had a parallel experience, Arella? I know that you're, you're still quite young. Quite young. To me, you're quite I'm young. A, I'm a grown 18, man. But quite young. I'm a you're grown a grown man. man. <laughs> I'm a grown man. But you're a grown I man. I drive a Dodge Stratus. If you're a grown man, I am an old man. And as an old man, I want to know, grown man, how is it? Do you feel compelled to run because you're quite young still? Or do you feel like, oh, I have time. I'm, I'm going to be this forever. I have time. Mm. Um. So... For me, I was just planning on being diapers till I die. Like th- there is no I reason. I love this plan. Not, just keep doing that. Yes. You know, there's no reason for me not 
to not be in diapers until I die. I I like other kinks as well. And I'm not always in diapers, but like, I'm going to carry it with me to the end. Like I plan on it. Um, I, so far, it may seem like I'm trying to jump at everything and get at everything, but I'm also young and horny. So I feel like me jumping into everything is just me doing what I want to do because I am young and horny. It's not the fact that I think time is getting away from me. I just get so many opportunities to try new things and explore myself that I'm always going to say yes. And that can be my mistake. A lot of the time I don't say no, like I know my boundaries. I'm very good at my boundaries, but there's not a lot that does not scare me. And I take everything as a challenge. Mm. So I gladly say yes to everything. And that can get me in kind of a bind, but everything so far, not everything, but majority of everything so far has always worked out perfectly. And I've learned and experienced new things and I've had a great time and I've always gotten off. So at this point, Yes. The reason why you said yes to this podcast is because not everything has gone perfect, right? Yeah, not not everything. Not not everything. So kudos to you for being super horny and being like, yep, I'm in, like awesome. But maybe some things haven't quite worked out the way you hoped. Is there anything that you can tell us about your experience so far that was like, oh, maybe I ran in a little bit too fast or a little bit too loose with this with this plan? Yes, I have a very wild story. And this is before I was disowned. So this was in the summer of 2019. Uh, This was in, I believe, end of July. This is like near July 22nd. I remember it because it was so crazy. Um, I was visiting some friends up in Utah. And I go to Utah pretty frequently. So I come to visit my friends and we go to go camping and we're in a place with no connection. I finally go down and we go to get marshmallows for connection. And I get a text from a friend saying, hey, you need to come to the shoot. And I've never been to a shoot before. But I was like, yeah, I need to go to the shoot. Like, I was convinced. And she was like, don't you want me to eat you out? Just come to the shoot. It'll be paid for, yada, yada, yada. I'm sorry. Your friend said what now? She was like, don't you want me to eat you out? Okay. Like, just come to the shoot. I just so want to be sure I, I heard right. Our wise ears perked up like a puppy well, uh, no, hearing just a saying, squeak for I, the first I just time. Didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want to misunderstand it. Like, it was like, don't you want me to, like, show you no, she, around? But you know what no, have, it you know was what very I, direct. Baby German Shepherd hears a squeaky okay, yeah. sound and its ears go, Wee! My My point was, Arella, I... I wanted to honor your story, and in my head, I was like, really? Okay, cool. He wants to honor your story, uh, but he's currently incapable because he's very excited about yeah, the Yeah, very well done. But go I'm, ahead. Go ahead. I'm a very direct person, and if yes. someone wants to do something with me, they need to be direct. I admire if, that. I, yes, go ahead. Yes. So... I'm like, God, I'm horny. So then I was like, I'm going to go to this shoot. So we go back to the campsite. I pack up all my things. I'm like, you guys, do I do this? And they're like, look, we don't care. Go have fun. And I was like, okay, peace. So then I leave. I take like a hundred dollar Uber that they paid for. I get to the airport. Yada, yada. This sweet old man takes me and he's like telling me about his wife. And he's like, I knew I was going to need to go to the bank today to take out money just in case I was going to go somewhere far. And you were my sign. And I was like, of course. So we get there. I get on the flight. Right. I'm like in the Salt Lake airport on my way there, freaking the fuck out because it's my first shoot. So I land instantly. It's bad. I'm in Arizona. It's fucking hot. Who the hell goes to Arizona in July? I do. I get there and 
my friend who called me out there is in this Uber with another girl. They are blackout drunk. Like when I tell you blackout drunk, they're blackout oh, drunk. Rule number okay. one, you do not get blackout drunk at a shoot. Okay. Unprofessional. All right. That's a practical rule. Very good. As a photographer, I agree. Yep. I am very it, safe, but don't do that. Yep. Just very unprofessional. Yep. Also, can we say don't get blackout drunk when your friend is flying in for this shoot? Oh, no, there was a lot. Of, I reevaluated my friendship. OK, all right, all right. I get in the car. She bites my lower thigh and I'm like, why would you do that? I'm going to go back to family and they're going to see that I have this giant bar- bite mark on my thigh that lasted like two and a half weeks. So the Uber is pissed off because they don't know where we're going. And these two women are blackout drunk and I don't have the address and the girl up front. Cause she was sitting in the front seat and then my friend was sitting in the back seat with me. She's trying to fuck the Uber driver okay. and the Uber driver is all about it. And I'm like, look, girl, you're going to ruin your career right now by fucking a stranger. Do you want to do that? She had a mental breakdown, cried the entire way and cursed me the fuck out. We get into the house. She locks us out of the bedroom and she's like, cursing me out while she's locking us out of the bedroom. So we have to stay in this other bedroom. I'm already like, why the fuck did I come out here? I'm already so pissed off. We weren't supposed to be in this room because was doing a cam show. So I'm just watching this girl like fist herself with a dildo as I'm trying to sleep. Um, It was already crazy, but I finally go to sleep or I didn't I missed, I missed a part. Sorry. Um, when we get there after I was mad about the crumbs, um, my friend was like, we're going to go and shower. I was like, thank God. She decides that she's going to shower in the producer or the director, I don't know, the asshole in his room. So we go and we shower in that shower. And then she's like, don't leave me alone in the room with this guy. She goes to the bed after our shower and starts doing like sex things with him. And I'm like, yeah, are we are we forcing me in this room? Like, I feel compelled to stay there with her because she's like, don't leave me alone in the room with this guy. And as a woman, I have to like help help a bitch out. You know what I'm saying? But also, where does my consent play in this? So would you say that the moment when you realized oh, I'm in over my head is whenever you realized you would have to be the caretaker for someone who specifically asked you to take care of them. And you were like, oh my God, I'm new here. I don't know any of this. I'm, I'm very uncomfortable. Like, is that when you realized, oh, this I may not be what I thought it was? It was when I got in the car. Yeah, <laughs> that's when I. That's it was. It was in the, yeah. the very that beginning. Early. So the moment you got in the car, you're like, this the is a terrible I- idea. The moment I landed and yeah. it was 115 degrees, I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So, so if I can, I got off the plane. Everything feels weird. What was the sign that maybe this was a bad idea? And what do you wish you would have done? It was when the Uber driver pulled over a few blocks down and he was like, get out the car. And then we got out the car and I was like, the house is right there. I'm walking. But the girl in the front seat was having a mental breakdown crying because I said, you can't fuck the Uber driver. That's when I was like, something is not going to go well. Me being able to buy a flight was like $800. I did not have the money for that. So I was kind of stuck there essentially. And that flight was the only way that I was leaving. 
like the one that uh, they booked I see. for me. So yeah. So one of the lessons maybe we can take away for our listeners is you were early on. You flew out to this shoot. And it was your only way out was to finish the shoot. Like you can't just not do the shoot. Exactly. We so ended up you, fleeing you had the no scene. Other parachute. This was it. Yeah. He canceled um, my friend's flight, but he didn't cancel my flight uh-huh. because I answered his phone. Yeah. Um, and we fled the scene. We got in and out and stayed at like there were two other girls who are this shoot had like eight girls. Um, so we left with two girls who lived in Arizona and we stayed with them the last night. Hmm. Um, I, I'm so glad you got out safe. I'm so glad oh, yeah. everything like you weren't caught up in this. And I'm hearing one of the lessons here is to have a safe space, to have yes. a safe space, to and have a backup plan and Always to know, yeah, yeah. And to be willing at any point to say, you know what? I don't have to do this because I have a backup plan. And I wonder, um, pup, can you tell us about a situation and I don't know if maybe you haven't had one, but can you tell us about a situation where you've thought, oh, my God, thank God I have a backup plan. I'm getting out of here right now. <laughs> or I wish I had a backup or plan. Or I wish I'd yeah. had that, and now I would make that for myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wasn't too good at backup plans. Um, when I went to Olympia, Washington, that's that's when it really struck me that I had to, to think um, and kind of make plans, right? Um, you know, I, I, I got off the airplane when I went there and, uh, it's when things kind of got real. I got in the car. Um, the picture that I had seen online was, was not real. It was a a completely different person. Um, and, uh, that really threw me off. Um, Yeah. That feels like a huge warning sign. Like you get off the plane and it's a, literally a totally different human being. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to weight shame or anything like that, but the picture I got was a, uh, you know, a, a younger, um, almost athletic kind of man and maybe in his forties. And then, uh, when I arrived, it was, it really, it, it threw me off, you know, not that I have anything against that, sure. but, uh, um, definitely not, the picture I had in my head or on my computer. Well, I, but, um, I want to validate that, right? So like I'm 40 something and not terribly fit, but it, it, the problem is not that I'm not terribly fit nor that I'm 40 something. The problem is I would look nothing like the person that you're describing. So when you right. book a flight and show up at an airport and say, I'm moving in or at least visiting your family. And by the way, I'm dealing in a dynamic where, I'm not only submissive, but I'm baby, which is wholly dependent. And you're not who you said you were. I mean, that's a, that's a massive red flag. flag. Yeah. Huge, huge, huge red flag. And Um, and the problem is not the shape of the person nor the age. The problem is I'm giving a lot to you here. (laughs) Yeah. that's a huge trust issue right in the very beginning sure. i get into the car and he turns around he looks at me and he says we only have one rule and that's that you can't say no oh no and that's when i knew that that's when i knew i i really screwed up so okay uh, I'm, I'm gonna try and put myself in your shoes in this moment you've flown a long way 
you went to an airport where you're waiting for someone to pick you up. You have your luggage or whatever. Somebody picks you up who looks nothing like what they said, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And you're in the car and the person says, you literally, the only rule is no consent. You, yeah. you can't That's say correct. no. The alarm bells must have been going off in your head. It was, it was scary. Um, it was, it was scary. Uh, but I also remember at the same time, I knew the position I was in and, and that was, I couldn't do anything if I wanted to. And, and forgive me for um, asking I, you to describe this and it's okay if you don't want to, but what, what was the position that you were in? Um, I mean, I had, I had no money. Um, I, I had nothing. Uh, pretty much what was in my suitcase was yeah. everything I owned. Yeah. Um, and you know, I wasn't, I wasn't buying these tickets, you know, it's kind of embarrassing to say, but again, I was going off of, you know, their daddy and I'm baby mm-hmm. and they, they want a baby. So mm-hmm. they were flying me out to have this life with them. Mm. Um, and so, you know, again, I'm arriving at all these destinations with nothing, um, no way out, no, uh, you know, backup money just in case or anything like that. Um, so at that moment it was, it was scary when he said that, but at the same time, as terrifying as it was, it was like, okay, well, I'm going to have to ride this out. You know, and 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 just see see how this goes, and kind of hope that it wasn't as serious as he just made it out to be. But you know, it it was it it was. It turns out your alarm bells were right. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame that people do that, but um, like I said, I was a very trusting person. (laughs) You know, it it happened to me once. It's not going to happen again. Like, what are the chances? If you don't know them, if you don't know what you're getting into, and all you talked about was what you expect as a baby and what they want as a daddy, then you, you really don't know them. You're just talking kink at that point. Um, but as for your backstory and their backstory and who they are as a person because of what they went through and what you went through, um, you, you got to take more time to know that about somebody. Mm, That's that really is, good advice. And yeah. that is incredibly important. Not just talking kink, but like it, really get it, that backstory. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. About that. Arella, can you give us a very, just sort of a, a brief overview of a, a short, a time that you were like, Oh, I should have learned this lesson and what you would have told yourself at the beginning of the, the journey. Um, I think the biggest struggle that I have now is in the beginning when I went so public and I feel like I'm still struggling with accepting that I went so public and I'm like, I'm glad I did it. But then there's also that part of me that's like, I wish I didn't. What made you wish you didn't and what makes you glad you did? Um, what made me wish I didn't is the constant criticism and critiques that I get from just being who I want to be and being accepting and open with myself and who I am. Um, I also feel like sometimes people idolize you in a way that, I don't know, I don't like being idolized in ways that sometimes people do. Yeah. 
And it gets conflicting because I never know who my real friends are. I constantly live in fear that someone's going to either stab me in the back or someone's using me for who I am or someone only cares for me because I have this name in the community. So I tend to constantly have my walls up and it gets frustrating and it gets mentally exhausting because there's never a dull moment where you can be like, oh, I know I can trust you. You don't know. Hmm. You never know. Hmm. Hmm. So there's a common theme, actually, uh, with very different experiences. There's the common theme of, do I really know someone? Do I know their motives? And I think the lesson here is, until you've spent copious amounts of time with someone, until you've seen their darkness and what it holds and their lightness and what it can bring, you do not know someone's motives. And so my guess is, and please, please correct me if I'm wrong, both of you would caution please try to know someone well enough to be able to at least guess what their mm. motives, what their yeah, purpose what, what is, their motivations are, right? what their motivations like, yeah, are. For sure. Yeah. Please tell me if I'm wrong, but is that, is that it in a nutshell? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, that's correct. Mm. For sure. I do. I do want to say though, cause I feel like this is important. Um, I'm very happy with going so public because I have met so many people and I've had the opportunities to try so many things and experience so many new things. And without me being as public as I was, or without me being as open as I was, I would not be where I am today. And I would not have the things that I have today without the love that I get from people within the community. Truly. Well, friends, I mean, I know that we're supposed to be a brief podcast, but this this was so good and so rich that we wanted to go for quite a while because I think it's really important. And what's rare about both of you is that you're willing to come on the podcast and say, hey, look, I made a choice here and here and here. They didn't work out in my favor. I wish I would have made a different choice. And that is so beneficial to the people who are listening, who are thinking, I'm new or like maybe I haven't tried those things yet who might benefit from seeing, Hey, here are the choices that tend to work. Here are the choices that tend to not work. So thank you for that. Yes. Thank you. It's a universal experience, but it takes a very special person to come up and speak about it, even though it's a universal experience. So thank you guys. Absolutely. Anybody who claims to have done everything right is lying to you. So kudos to both of our guests, uh, diaper wolf pup and Arella bell. And thank you to both of you for saying yes to this invitation. Remember that if you or somebody, you know, could benefit from a transcript, which is not only automated, but we actually have human beings. This is our scribes group on uh, FetLife who goes through and actually edits every word of the transcript to make sure that it's correct because we care about access and they care about access so they do the hard work. That is at transcripts.loveandbrief.com. You can also shoot us your own question at loveandbrief at gmail.com or hit me up on FetLife. Resonant Resonant Yes. yes. Yeah. Or Tumblr. Resonant Yes. Or Instagram. Resonant Yes. You might be seeing some kind of pattern. Resonant, yes. But we feel so lucky to get to do this with you and we're sneaking up towards 100. Can't wait for that big... Are you excited about the big 100? I mean, I'm pretty excited. You're going to get me a cake, right? For sure. Oh, well then, yes. I'm very excited. Okay. <laughs> Done. Uh, so this has been another episode of Love in Brief. Love in Brief.